And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is Matt Watson, and today I'm excited to be joined by Cody Isabel to talk about uh, creating our own heroic story. And I have a feeling I'm going to get um, some free coaching and training here from him uh, today from him. Um, but before we get started, uh, today's episode is brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Um, Cody, it's great to talk to you today. And um, I guess to get us started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and, and what you do? And um, I'm excited about all the things you're going to help me with today. I'll do my best. Free coaching is always fun. Uh, my name's Cody. I'm I'm from Kansas City. I grew up here. Uh, went to a school out in Blue Springs, really close to Kansas City. Then I went to school up in Iowa. Um, studied the brain. I'm a neuroscientist now. Um, I work with 25 to 35 year olds primarily who are burnt out, stressed, overwhelmed. Um, a lot of the times that means they have anxiety, depression, uh, some of these things that when they start to break. Um, from the burnout, from the overwhelm, um, that's what I'm really starting to work on with them with. So that's kind of what I'm passionate about. The brain has always been interesting to me. I really love the mind, brain, and body and how they kind of work together. I've never been the type of neuroscientist that's like, oh, let's go in a white lab coat in a in, in the dark dungeon of a lab. Like, it's just not about it. I like being around people, helping them do things with their brain and their mind. So, Well, so you said 25 to 35-year-olds. Um but it seemed like you pretty much described the average American and you definitely <laughs> uh, described the majority of all entrepreneurs. I mean, we're, we're all right. burnt out, stressed out and depressed, right? Like it's, it's hard shit. Let's be honest. So, um, right. do, do you have any entrepreneurs as customers as well? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny entrepreneurs, small business owners in general, too. Oh, absolutely. Like, a lot of the times like small business owners specifically are juggling tons of different things. They've got tons of people's lives on like on the line or they're like responsible for lots of lives. So yeah, it's a general state. A lot of people uh, riches in the niches is something I heard on this podcast. Yeah. So, um, I've said that a few times. <laughs> there we go. And so that's why I, uh, I kind of get the disclaimer for 25 to 35. That group seems to be just in the place where they're starting to get a place in their career where they've made that 75 K and they're happy. And it's like, everyone's like, Oh yeah, I'm so much happier. I'm happier. And your happiness tops out at 75 K. And it's like, okay, so what the fuck do I do now? Right. And well, no one or, knows. <laughs> or, or maybe that they're old enough to realize that they have problems and maybe they can actually fix them. Maybe, right. maybe, maybe when you're younger too, you don't realize you even have the problems. <laughs> you're, no, cause you can, you're just not go. self-aware. You're not yeah. self-aware en enough of it. Right. And I'm 40 and I, I definitely feel like I have days where I'm up or I'm down or like I want to strangle my kids or whatever, right? Like we, we all have those days, <laughs> um, but I'm more self-aware of it now, right? Like I'm like, I'm like, okay, I need to step away for a few minutes. Like I just need a break. Like you get, you get self-aware, right? At, at, at least a certain age, at least some right. anyways. Yeah. That self-awareness is kind of scary sometimes. Some people don't develop it and that's something I actually help with like the metacognition, like yeah. thinking of thinking, but 
um, that self-awareness sometimes like, or you just become aware, like I'm not as happy as I used to be. Like I've solved all the problems money can solve, but now I, now I'm dealing with all the problems that money can't solve. Like I'm not motivated anymore. Like it's up and down, like, just like you're saying. So that's where a lot of the times people kind of land, uh, when they're working with us and we help them kind of rewrite their story. The main thing we help people with is kind of creating a hero. Um, so that's been, uh, it's been really fun. I'm, I love superheroes, so I can't help myself. So I'm, I'm excited to talk more about that part of it, about uh, you're going to help me become a, a superhero by the end of this episode. But um, I see here you started the company in 2020, and I'm going to guess that 2020 would have probably been a big year for people that needed help <laughs> with all of this stuff, right? Like a yes. lot of us were wondering, like, what the hell is going on with the world, you know, from the pandemic and I'm working remote. I haven't seen my family. My grandma died. Like we're all dealing with a lot of weird bullshit, right? Like I'm going to guess right. that was a, a big year for you. Yeah. that was, I mean, people were scared to touch doorknobs. Like it was crazy. Like anxiety was a big one. Um, and brain health was the hero's body is when I, that's when I developed like kind of our bottom up approach to uh, how to help people in that time specifically. That's where I kind of got the idea to start rewrite and rise in general was just helping people people were coming to me like my brain feels like it's foggy it it's not clear like i'm depressed i feel like i is, is this depression or am i burnt out or am i over what is this and no one no one really knew and i was like dude like i can definitely help with this and so i kind of what i call the hero's body um which is exercise sleep nutrition and trying to help people with those three things first of all and then social connection that was a huge one people yeah. were not getting enough of during the pandemic and then play People don't play. They just sit, and when the next Netflix episode pops on, and they just let it go. But they're not out playing as much. And so yeah, no. that was where we focused right when we started, and that's we developed that methodology right away. Well, and and I definitely agree with you on the social connection. So I've worked, mm. you know, from home basically for the last two years, and I think I get too much social connection with my wife because I'm stuck <laughs> at home with her all day every day. Right. Right. Like I yeah. need social connection with other people. Like I need to get out of the house and see people. Right. Like right. it's just great to hang out with other people. And I, and for sure uh, as an entrepreneur, like we all need what, what we refer to as the beers and tears, right. Of like just talking to other people that you can relate to and, and talk to about being an entrepreneur and, and the struggles of it and all those things. Right. Where I can't really right. talk to my mom about any of that stuff. She right. doesn't understand any of it. <laughs> Right. Like you've got to have peers that you can talk to. And I think for sure, a big part of our mental health mm -hmm. is having people to talk to, right. And relate to. Yeah. Like literally your tribe. I mean, we, we, one of the reasons we are where we are as a species, as a human species neurologically is because we group together and we are able to communicate with one another through language. And we built tribes like, like one of the biggest explosions before the tech revolution or the industrial revolution was like coming together as tribal, the tribal evolution, yeah. then farming, then industry, then, right. And so it's that social connection is so like genetically seared into us. It's not even funny. It's well, you got to have it. And people, people don't realize they're like the average of their five best friends. Right. And so if your five best friends are freaking morons, you're just an average of them, right? Like right. You, you've got to be around other people that inspire and motivate you and all those kinds of things, right? That you can learn from. I mean, if all you do is sit around with your five friends and like get drunk and bitch about everything in the world, like it's, it's not a great itself. place to be. 
No, and it, I mean, there's and one of my favorite things to do is kind of talk about the science behind stuff like that because subconsciously you have a subconscious mind and a conscious mind and your subconscious mind processes about 3 million things per second. So bits per second, it's at 3 million. Your conscious mind is at 126. And so when you're around those five people, if you're around five drug dealers, you'll be the fifth because you are taking in 3 million subconscious bits of information per second while you're around them. And so it's like, holy shit, this is crazy. And so you like, like there is so much information coming in that when you're around those people, that's what happens. That's what develops. So it's uh, it's crazy. You've got to be super, super careful about your environment. Specific, not even just people, even, but your environment too. People make up an environment, but your environment, you've got a lot of control over. Um, so if you can act, tell me, tell me more about being a hero and the in the hero's journey, and how to be, how do I become a superhero? Do I need to get bitten by a spider? Like, where do we start? Yeah. So a lot of the times where there's kind of bread, what is what we realized or what I saw really is that a lot of the times people try to attack things behavioral change wise. So a behavioral change is like a start or a stop. Like I'm going to start going to work out more. Or I want to stop drinking or I want to uh, keep waking up on time or I want to do less of this or more of that. Those are behavioral changes. Um, and so a lot of the times I saw people like, let's use weight loss. They wanted to go start um, going to the gym more often, or they wanted to go lose weight. So they would go like, what, what do you do when you have something you want to do? You go try and find a strategy. You go, they go find a how. And so they would go find a, they, people would be coming to me with all these strategies that did not work. And they go, so how do you lose weight? And 3 million things come up and they don't work. Right. Because, and eventually after enough of them don't work, because all you've done is looked at how, like you start to develop the story. That's like, ah, oh, crap. Uh, just another one of those things, or none of this shit works, or it's just another program, or I've tried a thousand things. Everybody so wants a shortcut. State, Right. Yeah. And so your stake gets shittier and shittier and shittier. And so you start each strategy with less energy. And so people are going strategy, story, state. And so creating a hero where that really comes in is we reverse the process. So we help people create a heroic state, right? Because if you go the opposite direction, any strategy can work because if your state, if you're pumped up and motivated and up and moving and jumping and ready to go and you're energized, that shifts your story automatically, right? If you're an energized, motivated state, your story is I'm unstoppable. Nothing will stop me. Anything will work. And if that's your story, any strategy will work. And so creating a heroic state is about like neurologically anchoring in the state that you want. So I've got people like they pull in their ears or I have them pinch their knuckle or whatever it is. And so we anchor in a heroic state with um, it's like Pavlov's dogs, right? When he rang the bell, the dogs drooled. Yeah. Um, same thing. You can do this. Like dogs have literally, I think, 87 billion less neurons than we do in our brain, right? And so if they can do it, we can do it. And so I help people anchor in a motivated state. So whether they want to pinch their finger or they want to pull on an ear, like it just depends what anchor they want and anchor in that motivated state, which and craft a story, right? And then whatever strategy works. And so that's the strategy I call a mission for a hero. And then there's a heroic state and a heroic story. And then you just name that. Like, so what's like frizzle is one of mine. And you have a specific state, a story, and the mission that you're going on with that hero, and you go attack. So you, you've you listened to arguably hundreds of episodes of this podcast. Yes. God bless your soul. <laughs> thank you. And thank you Anytime. for everybody else that's listening. But you may or may not remember that my I, myself and Matt DeCourcy both collect gold shoes. Do you remember that? No. I, I yes. must have missed this one. Must okay, maybe we don't talk about that on the podcast for much. But we both collect gold shoes. Uh, Matt DeCourcy arguably has like five times more of them than I do. But 
to bring this back to the story, my fa- one of my favorite pairs of shoes is a pair of Iron Man Nike Air Force Ones. Heck so yeah. they are like maroon and gold. They are badass looking. And anyways, I just envision when I put on those shoes that I am Iron Man and I can just fly through walls and I can get some shit done. Like, Hell it's, yeah. it's something about that pair of shoes, right? Like, I put those shoes on and I feel invincible like I'm Iron Man. And yes. maybe, that's, maybe that's my thing. I just need to wear those shoes every day. Is that well, what you're telling me? Yeah, it's a totem. Like I've helped people use glasses, like I or like uh, Superman does. I've had a dad who uh, was a military guy, and he like showed up like a drill sergeant at home, and his kids thought he was a freaking uh, hardcore, like whatever that movie, Major Pain type guy, right? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, do you have a shirt you could wear? So we started wearing a, a shirt, a specific shirt, and I anchored in. What state do you want to be? I want to be loving, caring, nurturing as a dad, right? Cool. And what's your story? I love my kids. I want my kid, right? So we changed the story, and then he his uh, the strategy he used changed too, and his kids shifted as well. And so it was a shirt for him that he wore, and it was a totem. Some people wear bracelets, but there's tons that goes into this athletes have specific socks they wear like or their yeah. shoes whatever it is like and that's a good mm-hmm. analogy because a lot of athletes are very superstitious about what they wear yes. their you know how they prepare how they do things what the things they eat for breakfast like all the routine right they're very superstitious about that and i think that brings up a good point that i think a lot of that just helps them get into that state of mind more than anything right it does and a lot of people don't realize how anchored they are to things but that is superstitions. You can almost always boil it down to actually neuroscience. Like it is actually a state that they have anchored in with by pulling the socks on in a certain way and their body gets ready. Or if there are any athletes listening, if you just right now think about the national anthem playing, anytime I hear that playing, my heart starts to beat faster because before a basketball game, game time, baby, it's game, game time. time. Yeah. And so you're anchored to that stuff. Smell and taste are really, really huge ones. Like, to be slightly gross if you've ever had food poisoning like i only have to mention the food that you ate and you yeah. will instantly gag right we are anchored to so many things yes and people just don't use it but you can use it yeah and great analogy another analogy is that is like a lot of people are scared of spiders or snakes or whatever it is mm-hmm. right and it's because one time when they were a little kid they had one experience and now they're scared of snakes for the rest of their life right like you're absolutely right like we have we all have certain memories and everything that we all relate to that for whatever reason mold us and we don't even know why right right and a lot of people don't necessarily want to talk about that but i mean when i get down i mean straight up with people like a lot of the stuff that i'm going through are either it's on a spectrum really limiting the beliefs to trauma and that's kind of the range that i get with people because most people kind of have their facade and they're wearing their costume all day and I'm just like, okay, most adults are just kids wearing a costume, right? And so that little kid is still in there. You've built this adult costume around you, but you're still a little kid. And you have experiences like that. And for some people, like it's a spider that scares them or uh, so now they're scared of spiders or it's I'm not good enough or smart enough because they rose their hand when they were a kid. They were wrong about an answer. The whole class laughed at them like, I'll never raise my hand again. I must be stupid, right? So that could be a limited belief or traumatic, right? And so that's kind of the, that subconsciously is kind of seared into you as a program that's running over and over and over and over again underneath the, the surface. And so that's what I really, when I'm doing some of the deepest work I do is around beliefs, just like you're just describing and helping people re, re, rewire and rewrite those beliefs. So I, I love this, um, the mentality of, of, of getting into the right frame of mind and, and the state and like kind of getting jacked up and ready to get some shit done, right? So 
for for entrepreneurs like myself and and a lot of our listeners, you know how how can we do that? I mean, how, what 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 are your advice for us? Is like you know how do we wake up in the morning? You know, have our cup of coffee? You know, whatever our routine is. What what do we got to do to get, like get jacked up every morning and like ready to kick ass? Like, what? How do we do that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the first things I would suggest is defining it, right? So, I motivation's an easy one to give, but I mean, if you want to get focused, if you want to get like uh, detail oriented, like it doesn't just have to be like jacked up on Mountain Dew, let's freaking go, take It doesn't have to be that. Like, it can be lasered in. Like, it can be different things. To be clear, but I would define that state that you want. Um, and, and then like literally get out a piece of paper and iPad and write down the state. Like, what do you want to feel? Like, literally, what do you want to feel? Where do you feel it in your body? Right. That's one. And then two, write down three times you felt that before. Just think about three times. When have I felt this before? When are three times that I have felt this way? When was I jacked up and motivated right before a basketball game, whatever it is. And think of yourself in that. Where did you feel that emotion? Like, can you see yourself? Can you hear yourself? What, what were the sounds happening around you? Were there smells, right? And so think about uh, those three things. And that'd be the first place that I would kind of start if you want to get into that state, be able to start to think about when are other times I've thought when I felt that way. And then your mind, you can teleport. That's what makes our pre or our mm -hmm. brain so cool is we can teleport to the past and the future, right? And so you go back to some of those times. That's part of what I do when I'm anchoring someone is I help them go to those three experiences and then anchor it with a physical, whatever it is. It's a pinch, an ear thing. Um, but the first thing, if you want to get into a state, define the state. Like that's well, and I think what you got. <laughs> and I think as an entrepreneur, you know, or, or just as a business person, you know, somebody, a software developer, whatever, in, in general, for a lot of people, I mean, I think one of the best things, the best ways to start your day is to think about what did you accomplish yesterday, right? And, and mm. try and think positively about what did you accomplish yesterday? And just making some quick notes about what do I need to get done today? Like, what are the three things I need to get done today? How do I get organized around those? And how do I focus on them? Because it's, I mean, it, at least as far as software development goes, my back, my background is in software development. It feels like every day we don't get shit accomplished. Nothing. It feels like it did nothing. Like I wrote three <laughs> lines of code today or whatever, and I fixed a bug and dealt with some stupid employee issue, whatever it is. I feel like I get nothing accomplished. But if I think about all the things I got done over the last two weeks, it feels like I went a long way, right? I mean, it almost feels like trench warfare. Like it doesn't feel like we're moving, but slowly like we're moving. It just doesn't right. feel that way, right? And and a lot of it is, is a mental thing, right? But I, I think for a lot of people just some really basic organization goes a long way. And yes. um, just thinking about what you have achieved, like what have we accomplished? It doesn't feel like we're winning the war. feels like I don't get shit done every day. But if you stop and think about it, usually you have over the last week or two. It doesn't feel like it. Right. Yeah, just looking back and how far have I come type perspective. I just did that with uh, Gwen. Gwen and I were just doing some we got a little bit down on ourselves because I mean, we've just been going through the grind recently like that, the dip um, in, and then we were like, wait a minute, like look, we're in our twenties. We've started two or three companies already. Like we've like, wait a minute here. Look how much we have learned. Look how much feedback we have been able to get. Like, and so we just looked back and we were getting down on ourselves a little bit. Cause just thing like, there was a couple things that we could not get moving the right way. And then we just, we had to pause and do exactly what you just said. Look backwards and be like, yeah, like we are on the right path. It is feedback, not failure. Like we have learned so much and we can do so much more with the knowledge we have now. So I absolutely, it's perspective, being yeah. able to take a moment and pause. 
Well, real quickly, uh, remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Um, so let's continue to talk about how to make me a superhero and this hero's journey. So we talked. You talked about like the state of mind and, and trying to get into that state. What what what's next? What what else do we need to know? Yeah. So the once you get in the state of mind, it's really picking a strategy. Um, and so the way that we kind of we start everything with a hero. Um, we have every two weeks we or yeah, it's every two weeks I believe we have a hero creation workshop that we do because we start everyone there. Like, what is the hero? How are you going to use this? And you can become that thing. Um, and so it's all around identity. Um, and so that's really the like there's creating your hero and then really starting to identify with it um, because an identity is kind of a seared in state. So if you are something versus you feel something, that's the difference, right? I am blank. I am depressed. I am overwhelmed. You are identifying with it versus I feel depressed. I feel overwhelmed. I feel burnt out. You feel versus. And so identity is kind of the next place that we kind of look at um, to really craft and hone in like the hero that you're creating um, because it becomes an identity you can, you can uh, use all the time. Um, and so once you've created the hero, we move into, there's three different kind of programs we kind of work on with people conceive which is about finding purpose um and happiness and kind of a blueprint for how to do that scientifically um and so that's what the conceive program is all about um and so it's really kind of blueprinting out your life what you just said but um we use a process that's a massively transformative purpose is what it's called um peter diamandis like elon musk all these guys use it it's a framework and it starts with your MTPs, massively transformative purpose, MTP. And then you go, so that's something you want to accomplish over your lifetime. So like, let's pretend uh, colonize Mars. That's Elon's, right? So then what are your, the next level down, your HHGs, huge high goals. So you want to accomplish those in over a couple of years um, or multiple years. So if your MTP is um, create a safer planet or a safer planet for animals, uh, an HHG could be like a college degree in animal psychology or animal whatever, right? Um, and then you move down to clear goals, which is over quarters and uh, year, one year and quarters. So you break it down into uh, one year, quarters and months. And then you've got your 3M1M, which is three most one month for the must for the week and then three most one must for the day. And so you kind of break down your purpose from top to bottom um, in the conceive with your hero. Then there's believe, which is uh, top down or bottom up. So going from your mind, those limited beliefs you were talking about down into your body. So understanding that your mind talks to your brain, which talks to your body um, and your mind can send signals down to your body and your body can send signals up to your brain. So a lot of times people are like, I'm not motivated. It's like, well, you're not motivated because you're not moving, brother. Action creates motivation. It's not the other way around. Um, and so that's bottom up going from moving your body to your brain, to your mind, where motivation starts to happen because motivation is just neurochemicals and you control the neurochemicals in your brain by your actions. And so that's what believe is about. The belief program is all about the mind, body, and brain, and then achieve is behavioral change. Um, so defining what do you want to start? What do you want to stop? What do you want to do more of, less of, and continue doing and kind of figure out what your habits, patterns, routines you're trying to establish or create. Um, so once we help someone create a hero, then we move to conceive, which is purpose, believe, which is mind, brain, body, and, or achieve, which is behavioral change. So those are kind of the three things. So am I a superhero at the end of that, or is there more? Yeah, I mean, at, at that point, you've kind of got the operating system. Um, you can really, like the th four of these things, um, what we are really trying to create is an operating system for people's lives. 
once you understand you can create a hero for something that's challenging and start to um, create that alter ego to go attack something. So there's something new that's happening or there's a new challenge. You have anxiety. Like I've named my anxiety Mamba because here in Kansas City, there's World to Fun and the Mamba is <laughs> a roller coaster. Yeah. And I, anxiety yep. attack feels very, very much like going up a up the Mamba, up a roller yep. coaster, right? And so uh, you've got the hero so you can attack anything. Like you can create a hero for anything. That's an operating system and process. Conceive. You've got a purpose that will last you your whole life. Um, so it's not just, oh, I just make more money or just do more things or like whatever, right? Go party more, right? It's an actual purpose that matters. Believe allows you to have the operating system for your mind. Um, and so, which is a superpower. Like if a limiting belief, if you're not getting somewhere in a piece of your life, there's almost always a limiting belief there. There's almost always some subconscious garbage that you have to clear out of your head. And so after you've gone through believe, you'll have that system and process that you can do that your whole life. So that you're always architecting your mind and then achieve like start stops, continues more of less of like we are always trying to start things, do more of things, keep doing things. It's humans. If you wake up in the morning and you go do shit, then achieve is that's what you're doing. And so the four of them create kind of an operating system and that's the hero's operating system. And that's, it's, it's a kind of a lifestyle is really what we want to so really the, help people understand. So the program that you've created, would you, would you describe it as more educational or therapy or how would you describe it? Uh, kind of the middle of both. Uh, so I'm a kind of behavioral neuroscientist. So there's CBT, DBT, neurolinguistic programming, like there's all sorts of different things that kind of go within it. Um, so I would say it's harsh. Like I can't legally say it's therapy or anything Not really like that. therapy, but it, it's more professional development, right? It's professional more like development, training. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would say that without so drugs, it, that's the big thing. How, how long does it take somebody to go through this, this program that, that you do with people? Uh, 63 days. So heroes is 63 days. Um, touch base on the 84 conceive is 30 days. And then the other believe is 63 days and achieve is 63 days. 63 days is the, like uh, the amount of time it takes your brain to actually rewire itself. Um, and so that's kind of why we structure our programs around 63 days. So how often, how often do you meet with them then? So on day, well, there's always an onboarding. So or some type of like a kickoff program, kickoff, then 21, uh, 42, 63. And then we have a touch base, whether it's a zoom, a call, whatever it is on 84, um, which is just the last kind of the last you're okay. off in the wild by yourself. So, so I would imagine for a lot of people, the biggest challenge with all this is just change, right? Like humans hate change more than about Absolutely. anything in the world. Right. I mean, is, is that the biggest obstacle you have? Like even for your business, trying to get people to do this, like, you're like, you're like, I know I'm, you know, trying to provide something really good for you that will really help you, but just getting people to actually change seems like a problem. Yeah, no, it's, it is an extraordinarily large one. Neuroplasticity is a word that should be and is very popular right at the current moment because your brain is always changing. And so even if you don't think you're changing, you are changing some, um, but it is people have, when I talk about identity, people have a predetermined identity. They're a 65er. And if you're a 65er, right? You, you like it at 65 degrees. That's great. Right. But if you get too low, if it starts to get to 40, 50 degrees, right. It, what happens? The heater kicks on, right. And so you're so low, you're like, holy shit. And everyone's had a moment in their life where they, they've snapped back to 65 degrees. The same thing happens if you go up though. So if you become 70 degrees, 80 degrees, nine degrees, what happens? The air conditioner comes on and then you start to self-sabotage. You've got money, but then you spend it. You've got a great relationship, but then you start yelling at each other. Yeah. Right. And shit, you come back down to your 
freaking identity is in it. It's just people don't change. I am this. That, that's heart, hard a lot to change. People don't change. Right. And so that's really where your beliefs come in. I, I, I ask people, what are you? What am I? What are you saying you are? And that's really what can help them change because you're absolutely right. Like when they come in with an identity of, oh, it never works. I can't do this. Right. They have created an identity that yeah. says, I cannot do this. It's a right? And life is happening to them. Exactly. And so, yeah, change is absolutely very, very hard. But that's what a hero can really do because for a moment, they can adopt the powers of someone else. Like I've had someone become the rock to start working out more. I've had someone become Black Mamba, just like Kobe Bryant. And so you can alter, use it, someone else's identity as your own so that you can be at a higher level as opposed to having to try, I'm a 65er. Well, The Rock is a freaking 100er. And if you start to become The Rock as your hero, right? But then at the end of 63 days, what I really do with people is I help them integrate those parts. So part of them is like, oh, has been getting up for 63 days and working out. But another part of them feels like they're lazy and they can't get up and they don't want to work out, but they've been doing it. And so they're being this hero, but it, it's really been them the whole time. And so yeah. I help them integrate those parts and then it helps them raise themselves from a 65 or to maybe a 70 degree or, and that helps the change be a little bit more easier I, at least. I feel like the biggest problem most people have is they want to make some big change. And like the best example is like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds or whatever. And that's me mm -hmm. right now. I want to lose 20 pounds, but people are so focused on the end goal and the complexities of that and how do I achieve that and whatever. But it's really about the most simplest first step. Like, do you just need to take the first step, whatever yes. the first step is? And so it's like my wife and I literally this morning, we're out looking at cabinet hardware for our kitchen remodel. And she's like, oh, do you want to stop at a drive through on the way home home? And if she could have said McDonald's and I could have said yes instead, I'm like, no, <laughs> that was the step. It's that simple. Just take the one step. It's one thing, right? It's just right. the littlest decisions like, no, instead I went to Panera and I had a salad for lunch, right? Boom. And Boom. It's a simple, it's simple changes, but, but yeah. people get so hardwired on like the big complicated, like 20 pounds. Like I'm not worried about the 20 pounds. Oh I'm like, God. what am I going to eat right now? That's yes. a healthier choice for me. And you know, Complexity one of the kills execution, I yeah, couldn't agree more. Just focus on the step. What is the first step that you'll figure out the rest of the journey as you go. Right. And you know, specifically to the weight loss thing, uh, somebody put it, put it, uh, put it this way the other day, which I thought was great. It's like, you know, you have to look at it as like in one hand, you've got your Big Mac. And then the other hand, you've got the losing 20 pounds. Which one do I want more? Right. <laughs> and it was that simple, right? It's like just trying to visualize like, what do I want more? Do I want to eat this or do I want to lose 20 pounds? Right. right. And, and just trying to reckon with it. And I, I think, you know, the the this I guess I refer to it as like the training and education, right, that you can provide people is just trying to help them build all these little tools, right, to like be more self-aware of their decision making and and the the, the things that they, it's just their attitude, right? It's all about your attitude on life. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's your focus. That's one of my favorite things. Your brain really does three things. We've been talking about the third, but focus, meaning, and decisions or actions are kind of mm -hmm. the three things. And your attitude is controlled by your focus. Like, how the fuck does one person sit out in rain and is pissed off, hates their life, but another person is pumped up? Like, oh my God, I love playing in the rain when I was a kid. So one is focused on how shitty it is, and one right. is focused on, oh, right? And they're making different meaning 
from what they're focused on. And it's because they're asking a shitty question. Like, why me? Why me? It's just always happening to me. Is oh my God, I'm so, right? And so if you can just ask a different question, you can control your focus. But people don't always necessarily do that. But if they, if they did and just pause for a moment and realize, holy shit, like I can control what my brain focuses on at every moment, which then controls the meaning I make, which then controls the actions and decisions that I make. I mean, it's not rocket science. It's brain science. I talk about that a lot. <laughs> I mean, do you think do you think literally anybody can rewrite kind of their their attitude and 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 frame of mind that way? I mean, or you think there's some people that's just so ingrained in their personality it's like it's just never never going to happen? So I think about it fifty forty ten. So fifty percent of your brain is predetermined by genetics. Forty percent is your environment, like we talked about earlier, and ten percent is your conscious action. So the crazy part though is that your conscious action can control your environment. And your environment can start to shift your genetics so that you're more predisposed towards uh, what's, happiness. Is one I just did a video on happiness, so it's refreshing my mind. Like some people are more predisposed to happiness and positivity. I am one of those people. Thank you, God. Um, but not everyone is, which is okay. But that 40%, you you don't have direct control over your environment all the time, but you have control of your actions um, and the decisions you make. So if you make decisions and actions to get in a better environment, that better environment perpetuates those the subcon your subconscious, like we talked about, um, which then starts to shift those genetics. Like our environment controls our genetics more than we even epigenetics. I don't know if you know what that is or necessarily, but it's your the environment's ability to control your genetics. And so, yes, I really do believe if you are in the able to get yourself to act in the right way, get the right environment, you can start to shift. Um, Anyone can shift their brain. So about five years ago, somebody posted this image on social media somewhere and I saw it and I'll show it. I'll, I'll hold it up here so you can see it. Now, of course, our viewers can't see it. But it says, yep. <laughs> you are in charge of your own happiness. Oh, yeah. And I've been honest, I saw this like five years ago or so, and it stuck with me in a major way. Like it hit me hard. I don't know why, just the random shit that people post on social media. You are in charge of your own happiness. And yes. it really hit me hard because it, it hit me at a, a point in time in my life where I mentally wasn't doing really good. I was depressed. I was frustrated with my career. I was frustrated with my marriage. I was frustrated with a lot of things. And honestly, it was one of the light bulb moments for me of like, you know what? I'm in charge of my own happiness. And if I want to change it, I got to do something about it, right? Like I can't can't just be miserable every day. So you know what I did? What's that? I got a fucking divorce. (laughs) There you go. That was an action. You decided. Yeah. I mean, to, to all those that are listening that have been in a terrible marriage, you understand, right? Like, you wake up every day thinking something's going to change and whatever. And like, at some point in time, you're like, you know what? I just can't do this anymore. If I'm going to be in charge of my own happiness and I want to be happy, I can't do this, right? And, you know, a few years later, I'm great, doing fine. And But something about that message, like, really relates to me in this conversation of like, you are in charge of your own happiness. It's all a mental state, right? Like it's it's your point of view and your attitude and you can right. change it. Right. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And it's it's fun to say that kind of stuff. The, the, the part that I know a lot of people get to is like, oh, it's so easy for you to say it's freaking Tony Robbins, like whatever. And it's like, and I feel that. And that's why a lot of what we do is really, pe- you don't have an owner's manual. When you're born, you don't get an owner's manual for your brain. 
right? No. And so, but your brain, your mind, your body, and your brain control your happiness. And if you can start to hone in on those things, um, you can you can take control of your happiness because that seems like a foreign concept to a lot of people. And I respect that. I respect that. Like I. I get it. Like not everyone has that perspective, but I promise you it's possible. And that's why I really love to help create these systems and process this brain OS, this heroes OS to help people. Um, it not just be bullshit. Like it's not just words. I'm a neuroscientist. I'm, I'm not some positive psychology fluff. Like I am just telling you how your brain fucking works. And that's all I want people to understand. <laughs> so once again, um, we'll remind everybody today's episode was brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build software teams um, quickly and affordably. As we wind up the episode here, I do want to remind everybody to please check us out on Facebook. Search for the Startup Hustle chat group. Um, you can also find us on all the other uh, social media platforms. Um, you can check up Startup Hustle TV on YouTube. Um, some cool videos of me doing feats of athleticism even like, I don't know what I was thinking that day. Um, so as, as we round out, uh, today's show, um, I think this has been a, um, fantastic topic and I think we mentally so much, you know, get in our own way, like our own success, our attitudes, like all, all these things, right? Like mentally. Um, so the people that go through this, go through this program that you have, what what is the percentage of of success rate you, you would say? I mean, would you say like oh it's it's successful one hundred percent for everybody, but some people change a little bit and some people change a lot? Or like what is the success rate of of people that go through this type of stuff to try and improve? Yeah, so the people rewrite and rise has a we have a guarantee in our programs that I will work with you until you accomplish what you would like. So everyone defines three goals that they want in any program they start with. And I will not stop until you've accomplished those things. Um, so, I mean, I get people across the line um, and then help them sustain that over time. So we, we I mean, I, it's not like it's just some buy it out of the box and go hope it works type thing because I'm directly working with you. So right now, the people I've worked with, I've gotten in the last year, have gotten to the place they want to get 100% of the time because I'm there working with them. Um, I hope to maintain that in the future. I know it's kind of ridiculous once, cause we want to get to more of, we will be building like an app and a, like a devices and things that will have more people interacting less directly with us. So less do it for you and more do it yourself. Um, so I want to maintain that as much as I can, but right now we have a guarantee in our program any of our programs um we guarantee results man i wish it was like the matrix where they could just you know tap you in you're like okay now you know karate and now you know how to fly in a helicopter and now you know how to do this right like yeah i wish it was that easy but so much about life is about putting in the work right you you only get the results from the work that you put in and um and even this, it's work, right? You got to put in the work to accept the fact that you can make these changes and you can do it. And as an entrepreneur, I, I bet there's a lot of people that um, could use, you know, what you provide, just the struggles, the depression, anxiety, the mental, you know, having a positive attitude, all these different things that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. Yeah, no, I, I've did it myself in the last uh, two years. Gwen and I started CB Intelligence, which is an AI company. Um, and that has been like, we went to funding and we went, tried to go to market and it's just so many things. And I myself developed anxiety, like, like a panic attacks. I was, I just started having, I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, 
what is happening? And I, I just didn't understand it, but it happens to the, I, like I'm a neuroscientist that talks about this stuff all the time and it still started to affect me. So it can really happen to anybody. Um, but again, like you can patch yourself up. Your brain is extraordinarily plastic. Um, and so that's, it's been really fun to get to shift from the AI stuff into rewrite and rise now um, and kind of use the things that I use to get out of that in CBA intelligence, like mentally and be able to now teach it and operationalize it for people. So if, if our listeners want to learn more about what you do, um, going to rewrite and that's the best place for them to go. Yep. That'd be, that'd be like one of the best. And then I'm all over LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, all, all over the social medias as well. Um, at mind brain body lab. Do you have any kind of like uh, free content people can check out on YouTube or something that gives them kind of an idea of, of this and the program and, and the benefits of it or. Yeah, there's a ton. There's, there's uh, any of my social medias have tons of okay. mind brain body lab have tons of free content that we go over and through. And then um, on our website, literally we have the first thing you'll see is a free training that you can go to where I talk about a lot of these concepts and really how to, uh, operationalize them in your life. Um, especially if you're burnt out, not as happy as you want to be, not as motivated as you used to be when you were, um, younger and externally motivated. Um, and so the very first thing on our website is a free training people can check out. Well, you got me, you got me thinking I need to put on my Ironman shoes every day, man. I think it's it's all about getting, getting the state of mind. Like, I I think that's the biggest thing I, I took away from this episode is, is, having that thing to, like you said earlier, it's, you know, national anthem, it's a routine, whatever it is, right? Like that gets you in that state of mind of like, it's game time. But at the same time, I'm also thinking in my head, I've been thinking about this whole episode. I'm like, that also sounds exhausting. I'm like, if I get all, all like jacked up every day and I put in a solid eight hours of work and I get a major amount of shit done, I feel like at the end of that eight hours, I'm just going to be like dead. Right. What do you think about that? It's balance. That's why the hero's body like has exercise, sleep, nutrition, social connection, play, and then something for your mind. So whether it's forgiveness, practice, gratitude, meditation, but it's all about balance. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you brought this up because this is, I am not the, a proponent of let's freaking go 100,000 miles an hour. Can't go hundred percent every day. No, like you absolutely cannot. Your brain needs to recharge. Sleep is the number one thing I work on with people that are anxious and depressed. Um, I mean, I've literally taken people off of drugs just by fixing their sleep schedule. Yeah. Um, you've got to be able to sleep. You've got to be eating the right stuff. You've got to be exercising. And then play is one that people don't think about a lot. Um, but going and playing, like I literally went to a park last night and just swung. I went swing. I did also, right. And just work-life played. balance. Right. It's yeah. work-life I mean, balance. It's, right. You got to so work hard, play hard. Right. And to be able to recharge, like, you'll be able to go so much more effectively and get into a flow state, a peak state more effectively if you have recharged your brain and done the things you need to do to uh, refill the tank. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I learned a lot today and I hope everybody else did too. And uh, I definitely walked away from this episode with a couple tips and a couple things to think about. And if any of our listeners want to learn more about how to become a superhero, they need to give my man Cody Isabel uh, a ping and check him out and Hopefully they, you can help them out. Oh yeah. I'd be happy All right. to. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks. See ya. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io. 
helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Like we do it.